What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to the BSN Broncos podcast. And before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about Get Around. If you're ever in need of a car, truck, or vehicle for a few hours or a few days, Get Around is at your service. Get Around is a car sharing app, which means you can literally unlock cars near you through their app. Better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra money for your next vacation. Get Around's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service have you covered. Go to get.co backslash BSN and save $15 off your first rental or... Go to get.co backslash BSN to sign up for free and rent your car out and start making some money fast. Let's jump into the show. Broncos country is sitting in the south stands, drinking the curves from mile high, the best part of the weekend, hugging the perfect stranger. They become a friend Having a good time When the orange and blue W-I-N Tuning in Every day With the good folks Down at BSN Welcome, welcome, welcome To the BSN Broncos podcast Presented by Elixinol And don't take our word on Elixinol Take former Broncos quarterback Jake Plummer's word on it. Plummer is a huge fan of Elixinol's Hemp Bomb, a topical pain reliever that is just one of their many great non-THC products. What's more, 5% of your purchase goes to a non-profit of your choice when you visit Elixinol.com to get yours today. All right, Zach, who's the dark horse of the day? Dark horse of the pick of the day at 10. Who is it? Quarterback. Oh, we got a new dark horse. <laughs> we went, that went from being the pick to off the board. <laughs> And now we're back dark horse now status. Now it's climbing. It's climbing back in. And boy, 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 what if, what if it's quarterback, Ryan? I mean, it, you think quarterback and you say, no, no. They got Joe Flacco. They're win now. They're doing everything so that it's not quarterback, right? But then you look around and you say, outside of inside linebacker, inside linebacker is the only glaring need on this team. And Ryan, is it too obvious? I mean, it may just be too obvious that that's their pick in the first round, and obviously that you can make an argument that it's not going to be inside linebacker. Just by the way, John, John's treated that position in the past. So outside of that, there's no more glaring need at cornerback. There's not a glaring need at safety. Defensive line, not a glaring need. Offensive line, they got a big piece. You could make a case that there's still a glaring need at guard, but Broncos had a chance to get a great, phenomenal, transcendent player at guard last year in the top 10, and they passed that up. So you say if it's not inside linebacker, they could go anywhere. Why not quarterback? Why isn't quarterback an option? Because there's only one position that you can draft, Zach, that will not help you win this year, and that's quarterback. And every single move we've seen up to this point tells you The Broncos are winning this year. They want to make the playoffs this year. They are not happy with the fact that they have the longest playoff drought in Denver, and they want to get back now. Quarterback is the only position you can pick that doesn't help you get back to the playoffs this year if if you believe in Joe Flacco as much as we know they believe in Joe Flacco. And John doesn't want to wait three years, right, for a quarterback to develop. He said that in his own words Mm -hmm. with a lot of passion. You don't need to wait three years any, anymore. You have Joe Flacco. You just stash the kid until he's ready to play. If that's week six this year, then you bench Joe Flacco. You have no problem doing that. If that's in three years, well, yes, you waited, but your organization wasn't waiting for him. 
because you had Joe Flacco in the fold. You had him uh, taking you and being that bridge quarterback to him. And it it's interesting. It's interesting. And Ryan, are we in smokescreen season? Yes. Officially. Yep. Fully. Fully. Can't trust anything you hear. Depends on where and how you hear it. But for the most part, if you see it on Twitter... You probably can't trust it. So anything I, anything you ever say or put out on Twitter, I, I can just say, nope. It, it, like, like I'm just not going to text you back tonight, and you're going to talk to me on Twitter about you know our, our plans for tomorrow. I'm just not going to trust it. I'm not in the smokescreen <laughs> circle. <laughs> oh. I don't get fed smokescreens. Your, your sources are too good. They don't want to do that to no, you. No, my sources aren't high enough. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> because the people that are sending out the smokescreens – sit in the corner offices. Mm. And those guys really only talk to like Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. <laughs> so they're the ones that you have to watch out for the smoke screens from. <laughs> so it's the little guy, the local guy who you can trust. So it is smoke screen season. You don't have to, or don't pay attention to everything you see. So the Broncos, by the way, I know this was a big surprise for everyone that John L.A. It does not source me. I, I'm sorry to sorry to kill that for you. It's like it's probably like for most of you, like finding out Santa Claus isn't real. I think that's a smokescreen yourself that you're throwing out. Mm. You're being you're being too public about it, honestly. Mm. <laughs> so don't trust everything you see out there. Well, the Broncos would have no reason to put out a smokescreen about drafting a quarterback, right? They're not trying to get one of these guys to fall to them. They're fine with what they have. Then why? Are they doing a visit and bringing in Dwayne Haskins? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, as it is smokescreen season, <laughs> they may actually have a bit of motivation to bring in a Dwayne Haskins. Hmm. To trade back? To find that partner to tango with? To build up the pick because I have been thinking a lot about the Arizona Cardinals. And well, of course you have. Mm-hmm, <laughs> wake up in the morning, think about the Cardinals. Go to bed at night, think about the Cardinals. Um, Cliff and Kyler. Yeah, my guys. Um, and I was thinking, man, they would have been really dumb if they didn't do this whole dance with Kyler Murray. So maybe they're just being smart. Mm. Now, I think it would be dumb to not draft Kyler Murray. But maybe, and I think we talked about this once before on the podcast. Maybe, just maybe, before they went to the combine, they said, everyone loves playing that pick of you, uh, that clip of you saying you're going to take Kyler Murray number one if you had the chance. Why would we not lean into this? Because we know the Raiders love him. So why don't we lean into it? When you go out to the bars, act like you're hammered, float out a little Kyler Murray love and say that it's a done deal you're picking him. Then when we come back, you'll publicly deny it. You'll say, that's crazy. Why would I do something like that? Everyone will think it's a done deal. And then come draft day, you call the Raiders and you say, you know what? We had an amazing meeting with Josh Rosen this morning, and I think we're going to roll with him. Do you want to jump up here to get Kyler Murray? It's brilliant. It's br- You know what it reminds me of? That's some New England Patriots stuff. So, we'll get finish. These are the Arizona Cardinals. I did say the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> so why would the Denver Broncos not do a similar dance? Everyone already knows they did the whole they already did the Drew Locke dance. Why not, especially with 
the way, you know, crazy man Gettleman over there is talking in New York about how, you know, the fact that Eli's washed up is a crock. Um, why would the Broncos not say, okay, well, if there's a chance that Haskins is going to fall, let's make it look like we love Haskins. So if someone behind us wants Haskins, they feel like they got to trade up with us. And if you have 30 pre-draft visits that you can do, sure, use one of them on this. But you don't think there's any any interest in potentially finding out that what what just two months ago, many people, pretty much everyone, thought Dwayne Haskins was the number one quarterback in the draft. Broncos never thought they had a chance to get him because you had the Raiders at four, you had the Jaguars at seven, the Giants at six. There was no way he was falling to you. And I think John Elway accepted, I don't need to get to know this guy uh, because I'm not going to trade up to the top of the draft to get him and he's not going to fall. Now, with the funny business out of New York, uh, the Jags getting Nick Foles, what if he does fall? What if he does? And the Broncos had already thought that they had Joe Flacco, but John knows what Joe Flacco is. He said he's not really a stats guy, okay? So he's not a guy. What, what that tells me is he's not a guy that's going to carry your team to a Super Bowl year in and year out like we know. Is Dwayne Haskins that guy? Ryan, in October, I believe, you proclaimed him your number one quarterback. So obviously, you, you believed in him. Is he that guy? Yeah, I absolutely believe in Dwayne Haskins. Uh, and if I were the Broncos and I was at 10 and Dwayne Haskins fell, I would take him. 100%. I mean, th- this is what I said from day one of the Joe Flacco era. Okay, this makes sense, but you got to have a ba- you got to have the the future. You're at 10. You you're, ne- you're never going to be at 10 with Joe Flacco. At least you hope not. So go get the future this year. That was my plan. The Broncos have shown a very different plan, which is Joe Flacco is the future and he can play till 40. And he's our guy. We don't have to worry about anything about the quarterback position as long as Joe's here. That's the vibe I get. Maybe that's an amazing smokescreen that they've been playing for multiple months now. But to me, it doesn't seem like their plan. If it were me, it would be my plan. If he was there, take him. No questions asked. Especially to to learn for a year or two behind Joe Flacco. Not the same type, not the same quarterback, but in the same vein, uh, in the same style that that Rich Gangarello is going to love. Big arm, uh, you know, hard to bring down, big body, that sort of thing. And I agree. My plan would be the exact same as you. Get that quarterback if he falls to you. you, you you've tripped into a lucky position. Take advantage of it with the most important position. And I agree that, that it's not the Broncos' plan to draft him. But again, I don't think they've ever thought in the plan that Dwayne Haskins could fall to them. So what needs to change? What could change in this next month and a half for their plan to change? Or do you think that John Elway is just so set on getting a player to help the team win right now that nothing, nothing, whether it's Kyler, obviously not Kyler Murray, but Drew Locke and Dwayne Haskins are on the board for them at 10. Is there anything that makes them change? I don't think so. And and the reason I say that is because it, the reason I would say it could change, I think they would already know about it at this point. And the reason that is if they just absolutely fell in love with a guy. Don't you think they would have started falling in love with a guy by now and, you know, maybe have at least 
put a, a lot more thought into it. It doesn't feel like it from everything I've heard. It doesn't even feel like they're or they're that interested. In fact, I'll, I'll give some source information that I put into uh, an article on BSN Denver after we left Indianapolis, which was that after they got Joe Flacco, the draft preparations for the offensive staff were shifted away from first round quarterbacks. And when you also had some more information, when you were in, uh, when we were in the senior bowl, you talked to John and he admitted to you that he hasn't looked at a lot of Kyler Murray tape. And I told you, Ryan, there's no chance they're drafting him. They're not interested in him. And you said, well, wait, Kyler Murray hasn't officially committed to football uh, because that was before then. And you said maybe they're waiting for him to announce and then they'll start looking into him. And I thought, okay, I mean, okay. I don't I don't buy it because I didn't I never thought they were gonna be interested in Kyler, but maybe there was that. Maybe when the Broncos shifted their focus after acquiring Flacco and still right about up till now, they never thought Dwayne Haskins was gonna fall. So they they st- stood back and said, Why are we gonna waste our time evaluating a guy that we know isn't going to be there? Why, why would we waste our time looking at Quinnen Williams? We know he's gone in the first five picks. Worst case, somehow he falls to seven. He's not getting to us. Could there be maybe a similar thinking? And then now when Dave Gettleman says this weird stuff over the weekend, now the Broncos are looking at film and now they're calling him and now they have that meeting set up? Sure. Am I convincing I'll, you at all? No, I'll, <laughs> Just the same way you let me live on the Kyler Murray train, I'm going to let you live on this train. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna allow that. And here's what I'll say: If, if they were to trade for Darren Lee, and have linebackers sorted out, I'll entertain this a lot more. Stop, because if we're talking about trading a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick for an inside linebacker in order to make it for you to be able to draft a franchise quarterback, you've got, you've got to be kidding me. And I'm not saying you, because I, I, I think that's maybe how the Broncos could view it too. But that's when you need to take a step back and say, okay, take a breath and say, we need to take a tiny bit of focus away from this year. If we're going to let ourselves be so concerned over uh, a fifth round inside linebacker potentially that we're not we're going to pass up on an, on an opportunity to get a quarterback but i it's so clear the broncos are in that win now mode they may not be able to see through that i just i don't think in the end i don't think john Elway loves any of these guys and i i'm firmly of the belief that john elway is scared of drafting first round quarterbacks after Paxton and scared is a really harsh word but it's the easiest word just to have make sense he is uh, scarred how about that I'll just add another r in there he is scarred (laughs) by Paxton Lynch and because of that he's real picky when he's looking at these guys because he looks back at Paxton Lynch tape and says oh my god how did I miss that and 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 he thinks back to his meeting with Paxton Lynch and he thinks, oh my God, how was I fooled by this, this, and this? And because of that, I think he's entirely overanalyzing these guys. And when he watches them on film and he, they make a bad throw, he like closes his eyes and Paxton Lynch flashes in front of them. <laughs> and he's like, oh God, not another one. 
And when something is said in, in an interview that isn't exactly perfect, he's like, I can't miss this again. And so because of that, I think he doesn't like any of these guys. And, and it's going to, in my opinion, it's going to have to be a player who is transcendent for him to say, yep, that's the guy. Lock, lock on him. Do anything we can to get him. And you know what the Broncos need to do? They need to do their due diligence, and they need to bring Drew Locke in for a visit, and they need to bring Dwayne Haskins in for a visit because until they have that position completely figured out for the future, and again, Ryan, maybe they do think they have it figured out for the future. Maybe they think they have it figured out for the next seven years. But until they 100% believe that, and I think the way John Elway talked about Joe Flacco last week leaves a tiny bit of doubt about that in in the way of – uh, someone someone asked John if Flacco was always our guy, and he said we were going to explore every option. So just a little, maybe one percent that he's not their complete future. Then you need to do this. And what's what's the downside? The downside you build the hype up that you're interested in a quarterback, so the teams behind you get interested. Maybe they jump you and grab a quarterback, and then that just let, allows an Ed Oliver, a Devin White to fall to you. Maybe they want to trade with you, and you fleece them and get you know a second-round pick for moving two picks back or something. Um, no, no downside. The only downside could possibly be Joe Flacco saying, what the? <laughs> are you kidding me? John, we just had this presser in the main room where you introduced Peyton Manning. This wasn't a little side room where you introduced Mark Sanchez. I'm and not doing this Lamar Jackson thing again. Case Keenum also got a side room. Now, there was construction. <laughs> it's there true. There was construction, but he got a side room. It's true. So, is that enough of a concern to say, maybe we'll only bring one of these guys in, or maybe they cancel their meeting with Dwayne Haskins? Or are you cons- Do you concern yourself with that at all if you're John Elway? <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to, right? <laughs> you just brought in this guy. You convince him to move his family here. Well, maybe you didn't convince him. But he's moving his family here. And all of a sudden, you th- you undercut him and say, guess what, buddy? You're right back where you were before. Get ready to s- take those, si- uh, those shoulder pads off in the playoffs <laughs> and sit there with a sour look on your face all game. You're, there is a risk involved there in the, in the sense that we – I just asked Joe Flacco the other day, how does it feel to go from being – I didn't say it in these exact words, but go from being an afterthought to the guy. And he said, man, it feels good. I got to admit, it feels good. Joe has a feel from going to an afterthought to the guy to now an afterthought again. Can you imagine week one? No, sorry. Week one of the preseason. Mm-hmm. One bad throw. It's Haskins time. Yep. Absolutely. Is his wife making jokes this time around? Mm, probably a little. <laughs> The wound would be too open. <laughs> like, you know, the wound was opened, and then it was slowly healing, and the jabs were okay. Now the wound, I don't know if it can be healed. I don't think we've talked about this because I thought it was just way too outlandish. Ryan, we, we know that Joe Flacco has zero guaranteed dollars. You could draft Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, whoever, this year, find out that he's the truth in the first month of OTAs in May and say, bye-bye, Joe. Save $18.5 million against the cap. I wonder when the money becomes guaranteed. Is it week one? 
That's what I would imagine. There could be something in his contract that makes it earlier than that. But what if it what if it is week one? Just like a lot of these contracts are, <laughs> just like a Derek Wolf, Manuel Sanders. I mean, you have to, you have to at least hold on to him. Yeah. For being a backup, right? Because you did spend a fourth round pick on him. But and do you need the eighteen million? Hey, if you're gonna take that eighteen million and throw it at Chris Harris Jr., then that I, I might be in support of it. You but, just roll it over to next year. And it's not a that's not a John Elway move. But yeah, what what if you get what if you gave Chris eight million of that and then the next year you roll ten million over and then you have, you know, hundred million next year, plus your quarterback, plus you already locked up Kareem Jackson, plus you have all these pieces around. It's not a John Elway move. And and that's not at all what I'm projecting. That's why I didn't want to bring up the thought. But we just built a, a possibility. Okay, here's what I'm going to ask you <laughs> so we can just have some real clarity here. Mm-hmm. You get three positions. Give me your top three. Is quarterback involved? For the Broncos For the pick Broncos at 10? Broncos at 10. No. Quarterback is not involved. Here's what I'll say, though. It is not completely off the table. Well, I want to know where it ranks. Give me your rankings, top three right now. <sighs> top three, quarterback is not in it. It's inside linebacker. Okay. It's defensive line and it's offensive line. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. And then it would be. So I think there's ten positions we established, right? Uh, so then I have. Um, I'm just pulling up the list here. Tight end. Tight end. Tight end would be right after offensive line. Then probably safety and receiver. Because <laughs> the they're not drafting. A, there's no way they're drafting a quarterback. I'd probably put quarterback right up there with cornerback. With not completely off the table. All right. Are there any positions that are completely off the table? Running back. And pass rusher? Running back and outside linebacker. Not pass rusher, because that could be defensive end. I I mean edge player. Yep. So it's, what, number eight of ten on the priority list. (laughs) Cool. Glad we just (laughs) talked about it for half an hour. (laughs) Where would it be for you? Um, (laughs) I would go... Linebacker, defensive line, offensive line, tight end. Exact same four as me. Maybe I might move tight end up a little bit. I want to talk about tight end. It's, mm. it's moving out of dark horse <laughs> territory. Um, and then I think all the rest of the positions are tied mm. for fifth. Mm. Besides the two we just mentioned, running back and, and uh, outside linebacker. And probably safety just because there isn't a, a pick at 10. Yeah, it's a, that and corner, I believe, are trade-back scenarios. Right. So at 10, right. it's those three positions, the four I mentioned at f- first, and then everything else is in the middle in terms of um, quarterback, wide receiver. Um, I guess are those the only two that aren't we haven't covered. Yeah. So it, there we go. It's established. Quarterback is a true dark horse. It's your dark horse of the day. There we go. <laughs> and real quick, real quick, is Trevor Simeon an option to be this team's backup quarterback? I hope. I so hope. Because <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a great – he's a win-now backup quarterback. Now, if I'm Trev, do I want to come here? Heck no. No way. But should he be considered? Absolutely. Should he also have been kept last year? 
Absolutely. They shouldn't have been trading him away. They should have been dumping Paxton before they traded Trev. What do you think? Trev, first of all, yeah. I mean, we, how many times do we talk about that? Yeah. Trev was the perfect backup quarterback to Case Keenum. I mean, literally, <laughs> yeah. you could not have come up with a better backup for Case Keenum. But the Broncos do this where they get kind of like jaded toward a guy and just say, like, we need to move on from him. Yep. Um, and so because of that, I don't know, John has, has been, has shown his ability to forgive and forget. And he brought back Brock and it's not like, and Brock actually did something to slight him personally. And he made comment like disparaging comments about him. Trevor Simeon never did anything wrong. All he did was give his best effort. Exactly. When he threw him out there in a position that he probably didn't belong in, in the first place. And do you trust him if you need him for a couple of games? Cause Flacco gets nicked up. Do you trust uh, Trevor to come in and and win a few games? Yeah, absolutely. You think of it, and I always think of it in a three-game scenario for some reason. If <laughs> if we have some breaking news that we'll get to in a second. Uh, if you you lose your starter for three games, can this guy go two and one? Is he capable of it? And I think Trevor Simeon is. I think he is too. And Ryan coming down the pipeline right now. <laughs> it's so fitting. You said, why did we just waste 30 minutes talking about the quarterback position? Coming in right now, the Broncos will host Drew Locke for a pre-draft visit. I mean, what is going on in Joe Flacco's mind right now? I can only <laughs> hope for his sake that he has been calmed by the organization. <laughs> I just hope they said, hey, listen, we're going to bring these guys in. It's something you got to do when you're picking at 10. We also think the Raiders are going to draft one of these guys because we think Kyler Murray is going number one overall, and we don't think they're happy with Carr. So we're trying to get some inside intel here. Um, So just hang tight. Even if you're lying, it's probably what you got to say right now. Right, exactly. You you have to do something like that. Maybe it's the Josh Rosen scenario that we threw out that you kind of detailed earlier today of what if the Cardinals are telling Josh, yeah, we're going to build up Kyler Murray. We're going to pretend like we're trading you. We're going to pretend like we're drafting him just to build this value, and then it's going to help us help you to be our franchise quarterback moving forward. Maybe the Broncos are telling Joe Flacco that exact same thing, but gosh, even if that's what the Broncos are doing is building up this pick, what if Drew Locke comes in and blows them away and says, look, I'll be the perfect guy to learn from Joe Flacco. This is exactly what I need. If I can take this year, I will be your guy. You know you know, you love me already. Just fall in love. Don't be afraid. Take the dive. Man, I just, <laughs> I just can't. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't buy in because I will crush John Elway if he does it. And remember, I'm the one who says I would do it if I were John Elway. Why would you crush him? Because it goes against everything else that he's trying to do. Well, would that plan just disintegrate? The 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 Broncos plan that they've had this offseason, and it's looking so strong, and they're going towards one thing. Would that just be gone, vanished? No, not necessarily. I just What I'm trying to say here is if you're trying to win now, and it has been so apparently obvious that they are trying to win now, then you can't waste the number one best opportunity you have to get better on a player who doesn't make you better right now. It just doesn't make any sense. So while I would I would say I'm glad for the future, I would I would also say it does not make sense why you gave Kareem Jackson this deal. And 
it does not make sense why you did this or that or why you traded a fourth round pick for Joe Flacco. Right. So because of that, I'm pr- I probably wouldn't crush them considering it's it's the plan that I've been pining for. But what I would say is you just went – you just contradicted everything that you've been doing all year. Who would you rather have? Haskins. Overlock? Yeah. Okay. Um, Devin White or Devin Bush? Devin White. Devin White or Dwayne Haskins? Me. You're talking me. I'm talking you. Dwayne Haskins. You're John Elway. Who would you rather have for win now? You have to get Devin White. I mean, it's obvious. Devin White, and then all of a sudden you are a a very, very real top defense candidate. Mm-hmm. And you've just empowered your hire in Vic Fangio. And that's why I wanted to talk about tight end because – the all, all these um debates have been who are you impo- what what investment that you made this offseason are you doubling down on if it's Fangio you're getting him an, a linebacker if it's Munchek you're getting him a, a offensive lineman if it's Joe Flacco maybe the person that you most need to have a good season the person that you get is TJ Hawkinson Mm-hmm. That is how you double down on Joe Flacco and say we are trying to get the most we possibly can out of this investment. Right. So who are you going with? Because if you go with quarterback, then you're you're throwing that away, and you're saying we're looking toward the future, and that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But right now, you just you have two sides that are pulling at each other. Win now and win for the future, help set yourself up for the future. And I like that the Broncos are at least exploring this. They're doing their due diligence. And worst case, it just builds up this hype. It does, and it gives you a chance to trade out of it, and it gives you a lot of fresh opportunities. Um, But in the end, you get 30 visits. Of course you're going to meet with the quarterbacks. You should. It's the smart thing to do. Also, it is kind of notable that I doubt they'll meet with Kyler Murray. I would be blown away. But if they do, it really shows you that they're just throwing these guys in there just just to talk to them. That would, yeah, that would be damning to these other reports. Yeah. So if you ask me who I empower, it's my head coach. That's the guy who I need to to get to to be right on the most. Because my whole plan here is have the best defense and have a serviceable quarterback. It's not get the most out of Joe Flacco and hope Vic Fangio makes the most of the defense. Now you're kind of like spreading yourself thin. Whereas you can just go all in on defense as they just did on the secondary, give him a linebacker um, and maybe a defensive lineman in the second round and say, let's go have the best defense in the NFL and and see what Joe Flacco can do with it. That's the plan right now. It'll all completely change if they go QB. Absolutely. And let's go ahead right now. Uh, and take a first break. And when we come back, we have plenty more Broncos talk to get to. 
When it comes to insurance, sometimes you never really realize how important it can be until you actually need it. Well, here at BSN Denver, we recommend Farmers Agent Bryce Babcock to all of our listeners as one of the most trusted and reliable agents in the metro area. If I was a customer looking for a new agency, I would recommend Bryce because his agency hands down is the fastest people I've ever dealt with to get information back to you. That was David. He's been a client of Bryce's for over three years now. I used to have my homeowner's insurance with another farmer's agency that never really followed up, never followed up on the price. My price was actually dropped by almost 20 to 30 percent switching over to Bryce, even with the same company. And like I said, his follow up is awesome. He guarantees you at least a one time a year follow up that he will sit back and review your file with you. Like David mentioned, Bryce guarantees that type of communication because he understands how important it is to be relatable and accessible. He's a great person not only be your agent, but he's a great person to be your friend as well. If you're interested in making the switch to Bryce Babcock for your life, home, business, or auto insurance, be sure to call 303-996-6509 and mention BSN. Moving on here on the BSN Broncos podcast. <laughs> and Zach... We had a special delivery today to the BSN Denver office. Now, we actually aren't at the BSN Denver office today, but we got I, I, I got three texts from three different people in the office at the exact same time that said, oh my God, you just got a shipment of water from Alaska. <laughs> it's amazing. We were told this, uh, that it was in the mail about two weeks ago, and sure enough, here we are. I believe it was brought by a dog sled. That's why it took so long. <laughs> had some had some rough parts coming in with no with no snow. So we have, courtesy of Kyle in Alaska, we have two jars of Alaskan, what I can only assume is glacier water. Just straight from the tap there. Man, I cannot wait. And Ryan, you actually had some insight on how to perform this taste test. Yeah, I had an idea because there's only one correct way to drink water, and that is out of a Contigo water bottle, halfway <laughs> filled with ice. And so I was like, okay, well, we'll just bring it over here and fill up the thing with ice and, and have it. And then I thought, wait a minute, that is an outstanding variable that could throw off the taste test because what is the ice in my freezer from? Colorado, Colorado water. So I saw, I thought... We'll take one of some of one of the jars and make little Alaskan ice balls <laughs> overnight tonight, I think. And then tomorrow we can have two different water bottles. We'll have a, a third party choose which water bottle is which and we'll be able to taste and they can you know, you don't have to actually drink it straight from the spout. It just has to be in there, swirl it around a little <laughs> bit so it gets chilled in there, like kind of like a shaker for right, a drink. Right. And then you, we can pour it out into cups. This is this is as scientific as it gets. We will. It will be a blind taste test, and I'll tell you which one is better. You just drink first, just in case there's something thrown in the water. You know, I got I got to be a survivor. It's fine. It's fine. You can be the designated <laughs> survivor. But here, do we have to keep a little bit of the water? Because I, you know how this stuff goes. Someone from Kansas is probably going to send some in. Someone from Sydney, Australia is probably going to send some in. Yeah, we're going to have to open like a lab. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just thinking here. Maybe we need to get really drunk <laughs> and then wake up at four in the morning 
and then drink it. And what is the purpose of that? Because water never tastes better than when you wake up in the middle of the night after a long night of drinking. But we know Colorado doesn't need that. It doesn't need that help. I know, but it just it just oh, really it's increases. Oh, it's going to be that much better? It just really increases the experience. Well, you better sleep with your socks on so that they can be blown off. I will never do that. <laughs> oh, there's no amount of money that would cause me to sleep with my socks on. No amount of Alaskan water? Nope. I don't even, I'm still of the belief that the Colorado water will be better. I'm excited. Where are we getting the Colorado water from? You know, people have been talking about that. It does not matter. <laughs> you can get water from anywhere in Colorado, and it's amazing. So is it the same coming out of the uh, the refrigerator, since that has like a filtration, as it is just from the faucet? Sure. I usually go out the fridge just because it's colder coming out of there. Right. Um, but it doesn't matter where you get it. Although I will say, I think the water on this side of the continental divide is a little better. Mm, why? I'm thinking it comes off the mountain and goes through like a long filtration <laughs> process coming down through the rivers and streams. Mm, man, I'm thirsty. Right into that water treatment plant, through the pipes, into my cup. And both waters have to be the exact same amount of chilled. Yeah, they will... That's with the ice. They will rest... In on the same level <laughs> of the fridge overnight. Man, just don't lose track of which one is which. Well, they'll be in different containers. Probably use the same style. But if of you're container. getting really drunk the night before, you may forget. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to throw some back tonight. I hope you're ready. <laughs> for science, I'm. I'm. I'm up for anything. Good. Good. All right. Let's jump into the questions here, Zach. And the first one comes in from JD Fry. He says, this is like the first time I've ever agreed with Ryan on something. Wow. No disrespect, LOL. Wow. And he still listens. That's what, that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, thank God that you're still listening, after, <laughs> even though you disagree with me all the time. So that must mean, well, it probably also must mean a lot of disagreeing with me. Well, maybe he's just talking about food because we mm. do have differ, differentiating opinions on food. So I wonder what his food taste is. So he says, what he agrees with me is cinnamon life is super underrated and to me is the best cereal out there. Look forward to it after every shift. Guess I should say something football-related. I kind of want A.J. McCarron as the backup. Thanks, guys. Yeah, well, you can keep dreaming about A.J. McCarron just like you dream about Cinnamon Life because he just signed with the Texans. Oh man. Yeah, no A.J. McCarron here. And it actually is interesting with that backup position. There's been the Blake Bortles. Is Blaine Gabbert still out there? He was released by the Titans when they traded for Ryan Tannehill. So Tannehill's off the board. Um, A.J. McCarron's off the board. Is it just more clear that the Broncos are going rookie QB route for that backup spot? Trevor Simeon. Mm, please. Please. Why do you want Trev back so bad? <laughs> He's my guy. I mean, as you're wearing some like loafers <laughs> with orange socks... I can see why you and Trev got along. <laughs> exactly. We, we dress the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget when Trevor walked up there with Birkenstocks and Nike socks. Yep. That's my, my type of guy. Song about it or something. <laughs> Especially the way you just delivered it. Uh, yeah. Next one here comes in from Bucking Broncos. Hey, guys, just got my tickets to the Hall of Fame game and enshrinement. Going to be there for four days. I don't know if either of you have been to the hall, but there's some pretty cool memorabilia from Zimmerman, TD, Sharp, Manning, and Mike Anderson. Um, speaking of uh, Zimmerman, he was one that we forgot, a Hall yep. of Famer on, uh, on the uh, 97 
uh, Super Bowl team. So they did have more Hall of Famers. By one, right? Because we had them at even. Is it one or two? Even? Okay, yeah. Maybe there's two. Um, he goes, Hall of Fame weekend is truly special. Almost all of the living members return every year, and some are really excited to interact with the fans that show up. I've gone every year since Elway's induction, and honestly, it's better than Christmas. Can't wait to see the orange wave finally take over. Just some advice, hotels and Airbnbs go real quick, and so do tickets for other events. Also, make sure to time your entry right to the actual Hall of Fame tour, or you'll be in line for hours, and the way the line setups most times is directly in the sun. Got to get that tan on, though, so I like that. Rolls, you, are you the type of guy who, if you're out, if you're stuck out in the sun wearing a t-shirt, will you roll your sleeves up? What do you think? I think yes. <laughs> no way. Okay. Right. No way. Will you? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> I won't do that. Like, I'm not the type of guy who would wear a tank top to a Rockies game. Okay. Um, maybe it's just because I don't have a Rockies tank top. But if I'm at a Rockies game and it's a 92... And it's blistering out there. Best believe I'm going to roll the sleeves up. I can't be having that farmer's tan. I'd probably, I'm probably like a, either a farmer's tan or a no shirt guy. So I'm just taking the shirt off. You'd go shirt off line. at Coors Field. <laughs> Not at Coors Field. Okay. At, in line for the Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. I'm thinking about it. I mean, that humidity, you may have to. Would you go urban turban with the, uh, with the shirt? <laughs> what does that do? Cools the head? Keeps the neck. Yeah, it cools the head, keeps the neck. I'd probably just just let it rest, rest on the head. Uh, so you just throw it, it over the head. You wouldn't yep. like tie it up or do anything. No, because then it, it covers the eyes, it covers the neck, it covers everything. Or maybe you just have a solid sombrero on mm. that can just shade you from the sun. I could do that. I'm not a hat guy, but I could be a sombrero guy. You uh, you seem like a guy who would have one of those fans. That's a spray <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Why do I seem like one of those guys? I don't know. It just seems like I could see you like running down Spear with one of those <laughs> spraying yourself off. I, that's that that slows me down too much. Can't be holding one of those puppies. Are you going for a PR every time you hit the street? <laughs> every time, every time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks for the uh, advice there, Bucking Broncos. That's actually some really good advice. We'll be sure to bring our spray fans <laughs> and all of the other good stuff while we stand in line. You're, you're probably the sunscreen on the nose, so it's still white. You know what? There's some swag to that. Mm. You take, you do that, and then you get some of those like square. You know the glasses I'm talking about that like Derek Wolf wears sometimes. They're like baseball sunglasses, like old school baseball sunglasses. Yep, yep. The Vipers, Pit Vipers. Yeah, yep. Got a pair of those. <laughs> got the got the nose nice and pink. Yeah, no, I I don't do that. I'm always told like I look like Rudolph because I just my nose always gets the sun. Always burns. Always. Hmm. Shame. God, I just got excited for summer. All right. Hey, happy spring. Is it spring? At 3.58 p.m. Mountain Time. Why are you telling me happy spring early? <laughs> Tomorrow, I'll be sure. All right. From Nemo3, CJ Too Good, a productive... That's a real That's a real name, huh? Too Good. A productive four-year starting guard from Elon, and high school teammate of mine just jumped a 36-inch vertical and ran a 4.92 at his pro day. Do you guys think the Broncos get wind of small school guys like this potential like this as potential value picks in the mid to late rounds. RK in the past when analyzing the value of Quentin Nelson versus a mid round guy like Paradis, you've always aired on the latter. If the Broncos manage to get a starter on the offensive line in rounds four to seven, John Elway is the goat, even with Munchek 
lending his hand. Love hearing this podcast daily. You two are my guys. Also, you can forward this con- uh, this question to Andre to see if he's heard any other intriguing mid-round gems like this on the interior OL specifically. Thanks. I guarantee you Andre has heard of guys like this. And yeah, this is this is the Broncos' job. Isn't just to meet with Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, evaluate Devin White and Devin Bush. It's to find guys like this. Uh, to be honest, I've never heard of CJ too good. But if the Broncos get CJ too good or someone else from rounds four to seven that's a starter, that's amazing. I don't care whose evaluation that was. Yeah, I've never heard of him either, but these numbers sound too good to be true. <laughs> oh, that was, that, was, that was too easy. Uh, you know, I haven't heard of him. I don't know about the FCS to NFL jump. Definitely more of like a Sam Jones type project. And Sam Jones was playing in the Pac-12. Yeah. Um, but Sam Jones definitely wasn't ready to start right away. But hey, if 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 you find value there, um, it's, to me, I don't know if he's a mid to late round guy or if he's an undrafted free agent guy. It's always worth taking flyers on guys like this. And uh, in terms of in the draft, you know, like taking a guy like Quentin Nelson at five or looking later in, in the later rounds for a gem like that, there's two sides to it. And, you know, if the Broncos had taken Quentin Nelson last year, everyone would have realized that's why you take a guard at number five um, if you have the best player at the position, which is a, one of the reasons why TJ Hawkinson is slowly creeping up my board because you're saying you're going to get the best player at the position in the draft at 10 when there's not very many positions you can say that about. Inside linebacker, potentially, and Nemo 3. I think it's a, a really good point because let's say CJ Too Good or another one of these FCS guys you identify as the truth, which is hard to do because they're playing such different competition. But those guys will fall. Whether he's If he's a sixth-round pick, like that's his true value, he'll fall and be an undrafted guy, and you can pick him up. You just have to identify him properly, and if you do, it's a fantastic deal. For what it's worth, I honestly was worried for a second that there was going to be a typo. Like, it was actually, like, to God or something. <laughs> and I just checked. That's, just, that's a real person. Oh, he's real, all right. 293 pounds. 293 pounds. Wow. Anyways, next one's from Mr. Freeze. I've decided this year I'm going to stop looking at mock drafts. They're never close and never predict all the trades. That being said, I don't think Devin White makes it to 10. John has never been big on middle linebacker, but to me, but to me, it seems like Vic has a lot more influence than than VJ ever did. TJ Hawkinson is cool and all, but using pick ten on a tight end seems crazy to me. But offensive weapons are a premium. I'm still set on Devin Bush. His dad played in the NFL, and he has already played for an NFL coach. Seems like there is minimal bust potential. White has a potential bust, but. White has the potential, but like I said, he's going to be gone. Go get Bush at 10, make this the number one defense in the league, so long as Flacco can keep the offense on the field for more than three downs at a time. I'm trying to stay positive, but last year's positivity bit me in the behind, and I'm a little apprehensive. (laughs) Speaking of mock drafts, I feel like every single mock draft has Devin White to the Buccaneers at five, and that started right after the Combine. Should we be reading that is the truth and no question about it and don't consider him? Or could there be a little smoke screen there? Because I maybe one or two mock drafts here or there before the combine had that is the case. But Devin White was always there at 10. Why would the Buccaneers not get a quarterback? With Bruce because they're Arians. lying to themselves. And, and the mock draft I read yesterday and pretty much every single one I've read is 
Devin White is the perfect guy for Todd Bowles' defense. And I scratch my head and say, Todd Bowles is the coordinator. You just hired a head coach who's an offensive guy. Wouldn't you give him a guy just like you're making the argument? Give your head coach, empower him, give him whoever he wants. Wouldn't you do the same with Bruce Arians? Absolutely. And they just lost Deshaun Jackson. Did they make any? They also lost um, Adam Humphreys. He was a, a buck, right? Yep. What are they doing? Taking pieces away from the offense so they can help the defense out? Yeah. With a quarterback that's on his last limb? Yeah. Uh, to me, it just seems silly if they didn't take a quarterback. No, th- there's no interest there, apparently. I think it's BS. Mm, BS in terms of what they're doing or what they're going to do. I just cannot imagine they would come in and say, Bruce Arians would come in and say, all right, James Winston, cool, all right, yep, that's my guy. Off the field issues, cool. On the field issues, great. <laughs> Interceptions left and right, that's my stuff. <laughs> if so, they're doing a great job of hiding it. They don't have Hugh Jackson on their staff, I'll tell you that. Does anyone ask them? Does anyone care what the Buccaneers are doing? <laughs> There's just They're beaches. not hiding anything from anyone because no one cares. There's beaches down in uh, Tampa. That's all people care about. I, I'm just like, like the Cardinals are constantly having to talk about Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen. Like, has anyone asked Bruce Arians, is Jameis Winston your guy? Hmm. I'd hope so. <laughs> I would too. I'm just saying I haven't seen anything about it anymore. That would mess everything up. If they go QB? Yeah. It, it helped. A good player fall to the Broncos. It would also help Devin White fall to the Broncos if the Buccaneers traded for Darren Lee. They're the other team in connection. Mm. So if you want, if you're a big guy on um, Devin White, then you're pulling for them to trade for Darren Lee. Right. Absolutely. Next one coming in from Seth M says unpopular opinion apparently. Grape nuts are awesome. I rarely buy cereal, but when I do, they're my go-to cereal. Here's the trick. Let the grape nuts soak for about seven minutes, then add one tablespoon of honey. Carry on. Well, can you get behind the honey part? Uh, Zach, where did Seth M. go to school? Mm, He's a CSU Ram. Uh, It all makes sense now. It all makes sense. I'm just, just, just jabbing you. Just jabbing you. Man, I just... I don't have seven minutes for my cereal. Yeah, I could get behind grape nuts if they were healthy. But to find out they're just kind of, you know, eh, that, that they're just a big brick that someone smashes up. and that, It's just a brick of wheat and barley. And that you smash up with your teeth. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've had two bowls of cereal since our conversation yesterday. It's because it's the only cereal I have. What was that cereal? It looked familiar, but I couldn't remember what it was. It, it's... It's nothing I've ever seen before. It was like the healthiest cereal they had, like high in protein, low in sugar. Uh, and I just had it sitting in my cabinet. It was the only one. My uh, my girlfriend is getting into cereal that's made with chickpeas. So it's like that's the base instead of, I think it's instead of like flour and wheat. It's a chickpea base. So it's supposed to be super healthy. I think this is one of those ones. So it's a really healthy cereal. Isn't chickpeas the same thing that like hummus is made out of? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that you find in in uh in salads and stuff. They're like a bean. Exactly. It's a bean. That's a new thing. Is is bean cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Count me out. Um uh, anyways, I just great. Come on, man. 
You got seven minutes to just sit and watch <laughs> your cereal? Also, I know grape nuts need to be a little soggier, but soggy cereal, once that milk hits, it's a race. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> like, even Cinnamon Life, which holds up better than most. Right. You got to go. And then it gets big. I mean, it's double the size. Once it's double the size, you're like, I'm done. Done. Just, just Are you milk out of the bowl or milk with the spoon? I'm both. I, I like the milk. I used to not be a milk well, guy. I mean, if you if you eat cereal, you drink the milk. If someone out there eats cereal and then pours the milk out, they should be put in prison. It's really true. It's really true. Especially when it, that's where the flavor's really at. Yeah. I saw that um, there's a place in Denver, an ice cream place, that puts like cinnamon toast crunch in milk mm. and just lets it sit there <laughs> and then like drains the milk out and uses that to make ice cream that's the base yeah oh man that is killer i know that is killer speaking of ice cream i believe i just got some uh intel that is free cone day at dairy queen gonna have to skip that one no shouldn't brought it up it's messed up (laughs) i do have some uh keto ice cream in the freezer what is that I don't know, but it tastes pretty good. <laughs> it's coffee flavored because I crave the flavor of coffee at all hours of the day. <laughs> and like, you can't just have a cup of, you can't just have a latte at 10 p.m. Coffee ice cream, even before I was a coffee drinker, always my favorite. Especially for like an after dinner thing. Coffee always sounds so good after dinner. Like when you go to like a nice Italian restaurant, you get the cappuccino after oh, dinner. Man. That's I, perfection. It's hard to beat a good cup of joe. I know. And that's why I'm actually considering like, looking into decaf wow just for the nighttime going to the dark side just you know a right a a little after dinner yeah you know one of those little small guys yep. decaf just so it doesn't keep me up i've never hated decaf i've never had a sip of decaf in my life you know it tastes just the same <laughs> <laughs> does it i've heard some people say like it's not actually decaf it's just less calf hmm maybe i don't know if i've heard that because if I drink caffeine late, one, I'll be up. Two, I'll have weird dreams. Really? Yep. I'll have to, I'll have to slide a, de- a caffeinated one in there when you think it's decaf one of these times. Why? Give you weird dreams. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> you didn't say bad dreams. You said weird dreams. They, uh, anything, anything, all bets are off. I never want to give you a nightmare. So. Okay. Anyways, from Chew Champ 24 and just to put, the, put a bow on that last one, I'm not trying that. I said I'll try everything. Grape nuts? Yeah. <laughs> Letting soak seven minutes? I'm not going to do this. I just, I refuse to do a seven minute soak. <laughs> anything but a seven minute soak. <laughs> Ryan will literally try anything but a seven minute soak. I'm not letting cereal soak for seven minutes. <laughs> I can't believe he's eating grape nuts enough to know that it's exactly that seven minute number. Man, when you're not going to do something, now you just say seven minute soak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... You know when you like go and you're like, okay, I'm going to put a uh, pot of coffee on and then go, you know, shower or whatever and get ready oh, to be ready. That's what, that's what <laughs> Seth does. He pours his cereal, puts the cereal in there and then goes and like <laughs> runs a quick errand. Can't do that with cereal. No. <laughs> and I, I, I know, I realize it's probably not going to become soggy, but it's so counterintuitive. Oh, I, f- I feel like you probably get three good bites and then it is soggy. Uh, maybe you get maybe you're a six and a half minute guy though. And then imagine this soggy grape nuts. How bad does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
All I can think of is like expired grapes. Uh. <laughs> that look all like wilted. So expired that they're not just wilty, but they've shrunk to about the tenth of the size. <laughs> and they're now a rock. <laughs> all right, moving on. From Two Champ Fan Twenty Four, I'm doing everything I can to make that Hall of, Hall of Fame event for Champ. I told myself when he got elected that I'm gonna go. Things came up. Newborn baby. Congratulations. That spent some serious time in um, the NICU. Strapped me a bit. Jeez. Well. well Sending thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. Hopefully everything's okay. Um, but, but you bet your sweet ass I'm going to try and be there. I plan on buying a ticket just for the speeches, drive down from North Idaho, and sleep in my car just to see Champ's speech. Wow. Wow. That's dedication. Hopefully I'll make it and we can all meet up. Guys, I love this free agency. It seems like the national media is just sleeping on the moves, which is fine. I'll take Strap, Kareem, Callahan, Parks, and Simmons. I'm still all in on Justin. Calling my shot now. Pro Bowler this year. I still want... A Devin in the draft for me, Bush more than White. Love you guys. Keep it up. Well, love you, Ch- true champ fan twenty four. And I'd say you are a true champ fan. That is for sure. And I haven't really seen any free agency grades in terms of uh, looking at the entire league. Uh, have you? I, I, I mean, I know that the person you read yesterday didn't like the Juwan James, but even if you think they overpaid, just like I did, how do you not love what the Broncos have done? If anyone's giving them less than a B, I seriously can I seriously call into question their thinking. I complete. I mean, B plus is the worst I could ever go. I couldn't imagine worse than a B. Yeah, because I don't know. It just seems they got better at every position they got. Now, if you want to believe this whoopee cushion garbage out of Miami, then I guess you could knock them down. But I'm pretty sure we debunked that myth entirely yesterday. I think so, too. Ryan, some sad news for me personally coming in. The Jets and quarterback Trevor Simeon have agreed to a one-year deal. Mm. Yeah, $2 million. Come on. One for two, Come huh? Come on. It can be worth up to three. I still don't know why you wanted Trevor here. Because <laughs> he would have been a good backup. <clears throat> Backing up Sam Darnold. Yep. Trevi and the Jets. <laughs> I like it. Well, good luck to him. Always a nice, a nice guy. Honestly, ni- a nicer guy than Case Keenum. Nicer? I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More human. Flacco now. Mm. He's got some savvy. Mm, he really does. He knows how to work the media. I think he might have some jokes behind closed doors. Like I think he might be a pretty funny guy. Oh, I think so, too. Especially because his wife is pretty funny. And also Fangio. Oh, Fangio's yeah. got more jokes than Vance Joseph. No. Oh, yeah. Vance Joseph's best joke ever was when, he, and it wasn't even a good joke, but this is, actually, it wasn't his best joke ever. It was an example of one of his bad jokes, which was <laughs> running into us in Mobile and saying, isn't it past your bedtime? <laughs> we gave him a courtesy laugh. We, we didn't, we shouldn't have given him the courtesy laugh. <laughs> Just stared him down and walked on. We're like, no. <laughs> Why would it be? slowly walk away (laughs) (laughs) all right from do you like dags did we did we get everything there yep from do you like dags what up guys first things first cinnamon life is the truth maybe Mm. cinnamon life isn't as underrated as i thought it was right yeah apparently not because brandon said it's his favorite cereal you said it's your favorite (laughs) cereal i said it's my favorite cereal multiple people here have said it's their favorite cereal if you don't like it holler at us if you're not about that life (laughs) oh Holla at us. All right. Growing up, I always alternated between Cinnamon Life and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And the underrated 
hero of the Cheerios family, Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. Guess I also had a thing for cinnamon. Mm, well, will you go for the Apple Cinnamon Cheerios since you don't like the Apple... What, Apple... Just apple flavoring. Uh, yeah, Artificial so not, apple flavoring. That's not you. It's probably not me. Wait, Apple Jacks, Apple though. Jacks, yeah. Aren't those circular? Yeah, but they're... How would that they're, be they're, any different than an apple-flavored Cheerio? Well, Apple Jacks are more in the Fruit Loops style of ring. <laughs> whereas Cheerios are a tighter ring. Wow, I've never thought about that. They are different, aren't they? They're a little more dense. Yeah, yeah. the Cheerios are more dense. Yeah. Because they actually have something to them. They have substance. It's not just whipped sugar. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, there's something. I guess there's something about cinnamon in the morning. Because I will say I like um, apple cinnamon um, oatmeal. Mm. Yeah, not a big oatmeal thing. in the morning guy. Yeah. Uh, but if I was going to have an oatmeal, that would be the kind I would have. Oatmeal is the most filling thing in the world. Yeah, you have like two bites and you're just like, oh, and, good. and you have a third bite and you're like, okay, I'm good. And then five minutes later, you're like, oh my God, I just ate 500 pounds of food. I feel like that's how you feel after every meal. <laughs> Anyways, he goes, I've been waiting for you guys to get this horse on the track. I'm definitely with RK on his dark horse prediction this week. Could be any position. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, 10 may seem a little high to draft a tight end, but TJ Hawkinson is far more than that. He's an additional offensive lineman that can run a 4.740 and catch every pass thrown his direction. Did he really only run a 4.7? I thought he ran a little faster than that. Yeah. Additionally, Elway recently spoke about the value of inline tight ends and how difficult it has become to find a good one. Hawkinson can be lined up on the left side to lend much-needed pass-blocking support to Bowles, then sneak out into the middle to carve up defenses with a sure-handed receiving. Doesn't this sound like um, like the intro to Superman? Like, faster <laughs> than a speeding bullet. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. I forget what the other things All are. the incredible things. Six foot five. Yeah. This is the kind of TE that Skangs can scheme an offense around and the kind of safety valve that Flacco has built his career on utilizing. Well, I have some good news for Do You Like Dags. Hawkinson? 6'5", 251 pounds, so he fits the mold. So he's one pound heavier than every Broncos quarterback in history, or, uh, tight end in history. Probably tips the scales. Too big. I thought you were going to say that tips the scales in his favor, and I <laughs> thought that was going to be a pun because <laughs> <laughs> he's one pound heavier. <laughs> I was almost there. You were close. I was close. I think we should start calling him T.E. Hawkinson. Mm, I see what you did there. Instead of uh, the T.J., yeah. you went to the position. Yeah. Also, uh, DK Metcalf. Uh, never mind. I'm not going there. No, I'm not going to say it. Um, <clears throat> simply put, he goes on. I believe a dominant inline tight end like TJ is not only worth a top ten pick. He could easily be the skeleton key that unlocks the entire offense. Oh, spooky! Dags is kind of he's got some writing skills. Yeah, that is impressive. The description was on point. Yeah, the metaphor there. Impressive. Yeah, I mean. You add a Travis Kelsey to this offense, what that can do. But then, uh, oh, man. I mean, it, it, th- there's no downside of adding a great tight end. And with what you've done this offseason, you can still do that. You've plugged a, the hole from being just gaping when you re-sign Jeff Hireman. But, yeah, just because you have Jake Butt and Troy Fumagalli doesn't mean you can't go after one of these guys. I just try to put my mindset in John Elway. Is he going to move on from a draft pick from last year? He could. It's just hard to say that he well, will. I mean, I guess he could go practice squad. He could. Someone jumping on Troy Fumagalli. Fifth round pick? Yeah. That was injured? Yeah. There's a chance, but it's not a guarantee. 
I guess it's a, it's a risk you'd have to be willing to take if you're drafting Hawkinson. Because you're not going in with four tight ends. No. All right, next one here is from J.D. Fry. And this is an interesting development in Broncos country, Zach. Let's do it on the other side of the break. Green Mountain Dental has a long-standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices. Um, I have been a patient since I was three, which is in 1974. You know, my parents, myself, and now my children all go there. It's just a great place to be, very positive experience with them, definitely. New patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Also, all colored sport mouth guards start at just $25. The doctors will come out and visit with you, um, ask you how your family is doing. You know, just very friendly and family oriented. It's just very comfortable to, to be there. That's GreenMountainDentalGroup.com. Zach, before the break, I said that there is an interesting development that is happening in Broncos country. Hmm. And it's something that I really never could have predicted. But it comes in from J.D. Fry, and it's not the first time I've heard this. He says, I'm beginning to be a huge Brendan Langley fan. Wow. Wasn't a very good DB. If he was uncomfortable, that explains why. But he seems like a genuinely nice guy, and I'm rooting for him now. He is. He is a genuinely nice guy. Uh, and, And I think a guy that everyone can root for, he's doing something extremely extremely difficult the whole um development that was him getting upset over mark schlereth's tweet then them like hashing it out on twitter and eventually ending in them going to dinner last night was fantastic just good content all around um i was i was annoyed that he was upset by mark schlereth's tweet (laughs) Because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and it, I didn't feel like he was specifically targeting Brendan Langley. No, no. It was just in general about how it's silly uh, about how guys can look so good lifting weights or running routes and things like that. How about Case Keenum last year? It wasn't even PVC pipe that he was tearing up. It was the Broncos defense and <laughs> training camp. <laughs> right. But once the live bullets were flying, it was totally different. So I just – I thought his t- – I thought his tweet was funny because it was snarky. It wasn't mean in any way, but then he, he didn't tag Brendan Langley in the tweet. So I thought it was – I'll be, I'm just being giving my honest opinion here. I thought it was a little soft. I don't know when this – Jared Fry left this comment 21 hours ago. He probably likes Brendan Langley even more right now. He doesn't even know about the famous dinner. Exactly. Mark Schlereth and Brendan Langley went out to dinner together last night. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of would like to be a fly on the wall on that dinner, see what they're talking about. Who paid? I was actually, I heard on the radio this morning, Mark Schlereth paid. That would have that been my good. Oh, did you find out more details about this dinner? Uh, Just, I mean, Schlereth was very complimentary, said he's rooting for him. What if he just came on and smeared him? He's like, listen, man, I was with this guy last night, and I'll tell you what, he ain't having success in anything he does in life. No, but he is doing something really hard. And the, the thing that makes it a little easier is he was a, a wide receiver. It's not as if it's turning Chris Harris Jr. into a wide receiver. Right. It's turning a guy who was converted to cornerback because people told him this is your best chance of playing in the NFL, which ended up being true. 
he got drafted in the third round because of what he showed at cornerback or the potential he showed on tape because of the way he looks. Now he's going back, but to do it at this level, I mean, imagine the guys that he's going to be competing with in training camp. Let's just talk about them. Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, Tim Patrick. There's four wide receivers right there. What are they going to keep, six? Any chance he goes above any of those guys? Hell no. Yeah, no, zero. Um, Are they going to keep six? Just five, spitballing five to five six? Five to six, yeah. Okay, so who is the fifth? Who um, is the fifth? From Washington State. What, River Craycraft? Yes. Okay, so he's in there That's right now. That's a guy. But remember, it's a need for the Broncos. Right. So they might go get another guy in the draft. Andy Isabella. If they have Andy Isabella, he has no shot of making it. <laughs> but he has one thing in his corner, Yep. which is that he's a special teams ace. Mm. And so if you were to keep six, it would make sense to say we're keeping Brennan Langley on the roster as a receiver. Don't forget he was a third-round pick. Helps his case, too. We're keeping him on the roster as a receiver, but he's mostly going to be a gunner for us and, and just an all-around special teams guy. Maybe he returns kicks again. He has two things in his corner because along with that, he has practice squad eligibility. And with that, you have to cut him, and any team can pick him up once you cut him, but no team is going to pick him up going through a position change. No team is going to pick him up and say, we want you to be a corner because of what he's admitted about the cornerback position. And no team's going to pick him up and say, we want you on our active roster so that you can be a wide receiver this year. So you can stash him. And uh, that's, I'm having a hard time deciding if that's what they do or if they just move on from him completely. But they do have that. And that's what the practice squad is meant for is probably not full position changes like that, but guys that still need time, young guys that need time. And Brendan Langley is clearly in that position. I tweeted it out when I got this information from a player source, and they said he was giving dudes the work on on scout team last year. Do you believe it? Does that mean anything to you? I believe it. There's just a big difference between practice squad where you look at the play in the huddle and you say, okay, I'm running you know, a seven. I'm running a corner. And then you go out and you run that. And then comprehending an entire playbook on the offensive side of the ball and then hearing, you know, Titan X, Y, Z, basketball court. And and it's like 15 words long. And then going out and then being able to put all that together. That's why I loved playing defense. (laughs) Exactly. Nothing to remember. Uh, uh, Just go uh, get the guy with the ball. uh, uh, Exactly. Um, And that's, that's why the transition will be so much longer than one year. How about Vontez Perfect going to the Raiders? Is there, has there ever been a more Raider player ever? <laughs> so classic. I mean, it's Perfect. like it's like a modern day Romanowski going to the Raiders. <laughs> yep. What do you think about him and uh, Brown as teammates? Apparently, they're the best of friends. <laughs> it's interesting. Most people that I tried to decapitate don't like me anymore. <laughs> Won't talk to you. It's weird. <laughs> um, no, but I want to finish up on Brendan Langley. I'm excited to watch this. It's entertaining. That's a that is a training camp storyline that's already writing itself. What if he is beast in people? I mean, what if he is making making the Broncos new acquisitions of Kareem Jackson and Bryce Callahan look silly? You want my honest answer to that what if? Yeah. I'm going to be real concerned about Kareem Jackson <laughs> and Bryce Callahan. <laughs> what if he's doing it to Chris? Then I'll start I'll start taking him real seriously. And you think that'll happen? I don't, but I'm 
I'm looking forward to it. I hope the best for him. Um, I will say he's doing a fantastic job of representing himself on social media. Mm-hmm. Very positive outlooks, mm-hmm. positive vibes. The fact that he went to dinner with Mark Schlereth was very uh, mature of him. It was. Uh, and I've had solid interactions with him in the past. Um, I think he was really having a hard time last year, so maybe I shouldn't judge him by what he was going through last season. But, I mean, it's going to be a battle for him. If he pulls it off, it'll be a great story. The The Broncos have already lost the Brendan Langley that they drafted. They they, they wanted a cornerback. He, he's gone. So, understanding... So, you're saying Brendan Langley's already a bust? Yes. Yes. Because of what they drafted him as, he's a bust. So, now for the Broncos, it's a win-win. So it's uh, like a new draft pick this year. Exactly. A new third-round pick coming in as as this athletic wide receiver now. It's a win-win. There's no reason to cut him now. No, you have the rights to him. You keep him on the team through the offseason. If you get the feeling like, okay, there's zero chance we want someone else competing for that 89th, 90th roster spot uh, for training camp, let's bring someone else in. Then, then you can do that, but there's no reason to move on from him right now. You keep him on, see what he can do. And I think best case is probably practice squad this year. I think best case is the Broncos keep an extra wide receiver because Tom McMahon pounds the table and says, I need this guy on special teams. And boy, if you're Brendan Langley, you better make sure you're best friends with Tom McMahon and you are excellent on special teams. I mean, you're hitting up Tom McMahon to go bowling after practice. Um, You're sending um, edible arrangements to his house. (laughs) Being best friends with his wife. You Not are best friends, but. Um, coming over to his house with a bowl of grape nuts that's already been <laughs> marinating for seven, seven minutes. minutes. <laughs> He's, Tom's like, there's someone sitting in a car outside. I'm a little concerned six minutes later. It's Brendan Langley. A fresh bowl of grape nuts. <laughs> Perfectly soaked. <laughs> uh, from B Money, Ryan and Zach. Thanks for all of your great work thus far in the off season. You somehow managed to make it fun, even without a game on Sunday. On the topic of top cereals, I gotta throw in Apple Jacks for the mix in the mix for some love. What are you hitting the fifteen second skip button yesterday? The one cereal you couldn't bring up. I guess the two. It's not that I'm anti Apple Jacks. It's just I. It's certainly not a top five for me. Yeah, yeah. I never had it, so you should have it. Yeah, I'm. I'm open to it. <laughs> I'm open to it. We're adding it to the list. I feel like with Apple Jacks, there's no seven second soak, seven minute soak. <laughs> no. What. That's a uh, it's a pretty quick quick burn. <laughs> I would think so. What is the f- what is the fastest? What gets soggy the fastest? <sighs> what is really airy? I mean, I would think like a a, f- a Fruit Loop and Applejack is really airy. Yeah, and I also was thinking um, Captain Crunch. Yeah, they're like so flaky. Yeah, that they just soak it up, turn into complete mush. And then um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, honestly. Has a, has a you gotta you gotta go quick. You ever do the uh, shredded wheats? Yes. Where do you ever get the big one? Where it's like a big square? Yeah, it's I've like, never understood know. that. It's like ravioli. <laughs> you can only fit like three in your bowl. Exactly, and and it, you, that's kind of one where you have to let it dissolve itself a little bit, break apart itself. Yep. Those are actually pretty solid to just eat. Yeah. No milk. No milk. Yeah. They're like the driest thing in the world. I don't know. There's something about them. Wow. This is a good crunch. You got to have some Colorado water with you. Yeah. Or just a glass of milk on the side. <laughs> They're just like cookies. Do you ever like pop?
pop one in your mouth and take a sip of milk. Pop another cereal in your mouth, take a sip of milk. I was thinking, what? why don't we just have smaller bowls and you just have multiple? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. For the cereals that go bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, you could just have one small bowl. Yeah. Pour another. You pour them both at the same time, right? Yeah. And you keep the milk at the table with you. Right. You pour it on the first one, finish it, and you pour it on the second one. Or why not just the same bowl? Just refill. Hmm. Whoa, what is so difficult about that? <laughs> I'm liking my idea better, got to be honest. <laughs> because there's only one cereal pour. So there's only three movements here. <laughs> cereal pour, cereal pour. <laughs> Just trying to be efficient. Okay, so you can put the cereal away. Right, exactly. Gotcha. But the milk can stay out. Milk stays out. It's so quick, just boop, pour it out. Boop. It's a, and it's like when, when a bartender's pouring shots, like you just pour it into the first one. You don't even have to stop. <laughs> it's all in one movement. I like it. Efficient. Yeah, exactly. Um, apple Jacks, not my style. Unless it's a caramel apple pop. Well, that's not an Apple Jack. <laughs> Anyways, he says, my question, how do you see the Broncos stacking up against our division rivals in the draft? I recognize we've made some big improvements in free agency with two strong cornerback sightings and a right tackle. However, the Raiders have also made some big moves. While the Chiefs have a more experienced Mahomes and the Chargers still have Rivers, basically, do you guys think we'll have a decent shot at the wild card this year or are the Broncos still on the weaker end of a very tough competitive division? If you listen to the national media folks out there, the Broncos are not getting much love. Appreciate your perspective. Yeah, and I understand why the Broncos wouldn't get much love. Look at the most important position in sports. Joe Flacco, a guy who you can easily make a case is washed up, hasn't been the Super Bowl MVP since when 2012 yep his last great season well 2014 was a really good season exactly last great season was 2014 and you compare that season which we're calling great because it was a very good season to what Patrick Mahomes just did that season is nothing and then compare that to what Joe Flacco's done the past two years it's nothing I mean Joe Flacco off to the best statistical start of his career last year 12 touchdowns six interceptions what did Patrick Mahomes start with? Like 20 touchdowns to no interceptions or 20 and one? Something absolutely crazy. So on the surface, yeah, <laughs> no one's going get, to get respect. Oh, there's the video on the TV right now of a <laughs> slapping tournament in Russia. I think uh, that's our next test. After we, after we do water, we're going to do a live s- sport slapping tournament uh, on sport the pod. Slapping. That would have some good audio. It would. Some good gnat sound, as they say in the biz. Um, here's the thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, he's got knocked are... out. Um, here's the thing. The Broncos <laughs> are not doing it the way that national media or anyone would find exciting or sexy. And so until there is a product on the field, no one's buying into the Broncos because – it doesn't it doesn't sell. You can't play highlights of it. It's not sexy. So for that reason, you're not gonna hear anything good about the Broncos until they prove it on the field. With that said, the Broncos do have a chance to be competitive and be a wild card team because they are trying to build the best possible defense they can. And if everything works out, you can see Von Miller and Bradley Chubb leading the league in sacks. You can see this uh, secondary giving up the least amount of passing yards in the league. You know, all those things that are the mark of a defense that carries a team into the playoffs and, and beyond, the Broncos have, or at least 
there is a uh, a path in which you can see it. So because of that, I say don't lose all hope. But also keep in mind that with Joe Flacco as your quarterback, quarterback drives every discussion of every national show in the offseason, and the Broncos aren't going to get any love. No, you're not going to get love, and like you said, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to win. How I view the AFC West going into the draft is it's got a lot tighter. With the things that have happened in Kansas City, I think they're, they've come back a little bit to earth, maybe not much, but they've come back a tiny bit. The Raiders, on the surface, they've gotten better, and they can get a lot better entering the draft. Now, what were they, 4-12 and 12 last year? Maybe that's 6-10. and 10. Maybe it's seven and nine. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be good, but seven and nine from four and twelve, yeah, that's a lot better. They'll be happy with that. Um, and the Broncos, they've gotten better as well. And the Chargers are, are just as competitive. So I think the AFC West has gotten a lot tighter. And I can see the Broncos finishing fourth, third, or second. And that second could be missing the playoffs at nine and seven, or it could be it could be making the playoffs. For the sake of a, of a, the psyche of a young child, I really hope Tyree Kill did not break his son's arm yeah if that turns out to be true and if it does Tyreek Hill cannot play football this year ever again period and if it's up to me never again if that happens Zach the AFC West is up for grabs and I feel confident in saying that because you just went from an offense that we couldn't get over it was Kareem Hunt it was Patrick Mahomes it was Tyreek Hill it was Travis Kelsey unstoppable and then we even threw in Sammy Watkins too because he was he was such a a low option on the on the uh on the offense that you're like well for being the fifth option on the offense he's really good you go from all that to Patrick Mahomes Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey count me out that's all of a sudden that is a pedestrian group of weapons now Patrick Mahomes is not pedestrian, but he will come severely back down to earth if that's the case. What if they go out and get Marquise Brown? Well, then we have to we'll have to rethink it from there. But Marquise Brown is not Tyreek Hill, that's for sure. Right? No one is. Uh, that it'd be a huge blow. They were just about to make him the highest paid receiver in NFL history, and uh, Kareem Hunt what led the league in rushing. His first season, and then he was off to a great start last year, too. So, yeah, you take away two of the best offensive players. It would just all depend on Patrick Mahomes. Here's what um, what, what, what gives me pause on this whole Tyreek Hill situation from a Tyreek Hill standpoint. If this was all a crock and he was completely misidentified uh, here, he had nothing to do with it. I saw someone say he, was, he wasn't even in the state when this happened. If all that was true, wouldn't you think he would have come out with a statement by right now? Something. And said, look, you know, I, I'm aware of whatever, but uh, the truth will come out that I wasn't even in Kansas City when this incident happened, et cetera, et cetera. Wouldn't the Chiefs, instead of saying we're looking deeper and, and investigating on our own terms, wouldn't they, have, wouldn't they have come out in defense of him? and say this is all a miscommunication, this is all a confusion, Tyreek Hill has nothing to do with this? It's really weird that there's just been nothing on it. Maybe they're waiting for everything behind the scenes just to play out because they don't want to say something that ends up false. But it's a very, very weird, bizarre situation that, that's really unfortunate no matter what ended up happening for this to happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll, just have, we'll, we'll keep following it. But if he's off the Chiefs, AFC West is, is back up for grabs. Yeah. All right, from Nacho Brad, I saw the bat signal go up about scheduling a meeting. Meetup. 
Uh, Arizona was such a blast. I won't be at the Hall of Fame game, so I'll have to pass the torch. My Dynasty League is doing our draft in Denver with some white water rafting and a guys weekend. So two football trips in two weeks. Probably would upset Mrs. Nacho Brad, <laughs> a.k.a. Salad Becky. <laughs> Speaking of food, Lucky Charms is the truth. It's the perfect mix of sweet and neutral, with the marshmallows providing a nice mix with the Cheerio-type cereal. I can eat an entire box in one sitting if I was allowed to, but Salad <laughs> Becky won't let me. Here's the thing. I, I think those the neutral parts are probably actually sweet, too. I don't like the neutral parts. But you have to have them. Yeah, you do, but I, that, that's what I was talking about yesterday. Cheerios, in, as in as a substitute, and then just get the all, all Malos style. Well, that I did some research. I think they're giving away fifteen thousand boxes of the all marshmallow boxes. So that's what you need to do: get your hands on those, and then are you going regular Cheerios or Honey Nut? I think regular. You don't want to mess with more sweetness, right? I'll just say this: I think I I um hold my health in in too high of regard to try and win that sweepstakes <laughs> what if you want all 15? like i'm not saying i'm some like health nut but i would really feel like i've i've uh given up <laughs> if if i tried to get it on the the fifteen thousand box sweepstakes. <laughs> man could you imagine if you won that, that would f- that'd f- fill up an apartment i've got a couple like shelves here might just put it in a <laughs> in a frame and keep it on the shelf all right he goes on uh, also speaking of fantasy football if you guys are okay with it i'd love to do the league again this year i'll probably break it out in two leagues one for the newbies uh for the uh, a fun one for the newbies and one with a bit more at stake starting a league in march is a little silly i'll wait till the first week of april <laughs> yeah i love it love the idea yep of course I'm going to be in the fun league. Mm. I'm just kidding. Uh, I suppose I should mention the Broncos too. This offseason has been amazing. I went from ugh, Flacco to buying a Flacco jersey wow. over the course of a couple of weeks. It's amazing how excited we all are. And not one down of football has been played yet. In Fangio, we trust. Last in relevance, but first in your hearts, Nacho Brad. Apparently, Nacho Brad, it's in Flacco we trust. Right. Man. The, F- the Flacco jersey. I respect it. Yeah. Like you- I said, I put out that poll yesterday. Everyone is, is slowly but surely migrating over to the Flacco train. Yep. Number five. Yeah. That was never like made official, but it just became official. <laughs> exactly. There was no jersey at the introduction or anything. But they are on sale, and he is wearing number five. How do you feel about five as a quarterback number? It's fine. So I'm trying to think. Who else is five? It's Joe Flacco. Teddy Bridgewater, hmm, I think. Maybe maybe it's not so much. Um, Drew Locke or three? Three, yep. I can't think of – oh, um, Jeff Garcia. Okay. War five. Oh, we're going back. Okay. I'm just thinking of anyone I can yeah. think of that wore five. Yeah. Typically, is that a punter? Donovan McNabb, was he five? Yeah, he was. There you go. All right, Joe. I'm kind of impressed with myself. <laughs> I'm five impressed. is not bad. Five looks real good on Donovan McNabb. It did. And I think it works for Jill. Next one coming in from Chilango Bronco. He says, hey, guys, I agree that Elway has done a pretty good job on free agency. However, most national sports networks have a complete different opinion. They actually rank the Broncos free agency as pretty mediocre. This is exactly what I asked for just a few minutes ago. 
as we are overreacting. On, are we overreacting? Are we overreacting on getting all hype with the mo- movement so far? Our national media just not have the deep analysis of, of the Broncos' needs and how they address them, and went with the big signs, uh, Antonio Brown, Odell, to rank the team's performance or free agency. Or is the painful truth is that in reality we are just in the middle ground on this two points of view. P.S. The best cereal ever is Captain Crunch. You you go Crunch Berries or just straight? Mm, straight never Captain. never done Crunch Berries, but Captain Crunch is good. Bro, Crunch Berries is way better. <laughs> is it like with fruity pebbles? Like, is that what it's like? I don't even really know. It just I like the multi. You know, the, there's two different. Um, Two different textures. No, it's it's like if you took Fruit Loops and turned them into a ball. Okay. So then, would life be better if it had cinnamon life? If it had something else thrown in, so it's not the same every bite? I actually think I once had a cinnamon uh, a life cereal that had like dried strawberries in it. Mm. Didn't no? It? no, you don't like that dried fruit. Uh, it just it tasted too fake. Yeah, yeah, that can happen with the cinnamon the... life needs no help. <laughs> All right, on to the free agent signings. I just think, I don't know, I feel like I can't see the perspective of why this wouldn't be good unless you hate Juwan James. I can. It's because you think Juwan James is overpaid and you uh, don't really know Bryce Callahan or Kareem Jackson. You say, oh, okay, they got just two guys. And obviously that's not doing your work, but I I think that's how I see it because, look, there were a lot of big-name defensive backs. Maybe not cornerbacks, but defensive backs. Uh, Landon Collins got paid. Earl Thomas got paid. Who else? I mean, there were there were so many safeties out there. And then, you know, Kareem Jackson. People probably thought, okay, solid player. Bryce Callahan, oh, okay, tier two player. Juwan James overpaid. And that's how they come to being an average, mediocre class. I think it's totally wrong. Yeah, if you don't... Kareem Jackson has kind of been an under-the-radar player for most of his career, it feels like. Yeah. If you don't know about what Bryce Callahan was doing last year, that means you weren't paying attention to the Bears, which means you weren't paying attention to the best defense in football, which just seems weird to me. Bryce Callahan, in the words of Andre Simone, is where slants go to die. <laughs> Slant, he, his new nickname is the Slant Graveyard. Mm, it's not that it. good, but but it gets the point across. <laughs> I just think, man, how, how can you not know about Callahan and just a little bit of research on Kareem Jackson, even if you're the type of person who just wants to look at what PFF said. Right. You'd say, wow, all of a sudden the Broncos have three top ten corners per PFF. You, you, you have to see what John Elway's trying to do here. There's no way you could give him a C. No. Not average. So – that's my take. Last one here comes from Bleed Orange Blue. I bet you're going to tell me there's a buzzer beater after this. <laughs> we'll see. Ryan, how can you not like coconut? Coconut is so good in anything sweet. I just, I don't like, it just, it doesn't, like, you can't chew it enough. You can never chew it enough. What? It, oh, we're talking the flakes? Yeah, just anything with coconut. It feels like you're just constantly crunching, 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 and it never goes away. I have the answer for you. Have you ever had coconut water? hate coconut water that's what i thought and then i tried it again recently it's best thing ever i can uh, never get enough uh, i'll try it again because <laughs> I, for a long time in my life i didn't like sparkling water mm. and i've recently discovered that i like sparkling water oh coconut water it's it's addictive 
Once once you sip it down, you're like, I need more. I need more of it. Bring over some for the water taste tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it'll ruin the water taste. It's too good. I really doubt that. <laughs> uh, he goes as far as cereal go. As far as cereal goes, there was a cereal when I was younger that was just mini waffles. I think the company stopped making it. The milk was so tasty. It was like drinking milk mixed with maple syrup. I want to say I remember that. I don't. Don't remember that at all. Mini waffle waffle. crisp. Could tell me on it. (laughs) I think it was. He goes on. As far as the Broncos, I would give them a B plus. I would give the team a B plus. I still feel the team needs some backup positions to be filled. I would love to see them get Ed Oliver at 10 with Devin White, if Devin White is off the board. Having a pass rusher come at every angle is a scary thought if you're an opposing quarterback, even up the middle. I love Vic and John's chemistry much more authentic than John and Vance. It's very, very scary thinking about a guy coming in the middle and Ed Oliver. That would be dangerous. And then whoever is lining up in there as well, like Shelby Harris, what are they going to do? Focus on Shelby Harris? Shelby Harris is going to, uh, you know, feast because there's three other guys they have to put so much thought into. Man, I mean, it. With the coverage? What's more dangerous, that or Devin White? Um, dangerous. That's a that's a good word you use there because Devin because that is more dangerous it than is. Devin White. It is more dangerous, and if you're going for it, if you're going for it all, if you're swinging and missing this year, don't you go danger? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Um, the thing is, like, you still need linebackers, and you don't have not even one that Vic Fangio likes. Second round, give him second and third round. Munchak, you're on your own this year, buddy. You want, you want Mac Wilson, who ran a four seven two yesterday? Sure. That's the same thing as you have already. Four six, four six five, I think yesterday. I saw four seven two. Okay, okay. Uh, Maybe that was like unofficial, and then they just doctored the numbers a little bit a few minutes later. <laughs> and, and what I heard was, as long as it's under four seven five, you're fine for an inside linebacker. You're fine, but that's not Vic Fangio doesn't want fine. He needs speed. That's what his his defenses are quarterbacked by a linebacker in the middle who can go sideline to sideline in a flash. He's a guy that can do that. Mac Wilson. Yep. No. <laughs> We're talking about the difference between a four four two from Devin White, a four 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 for Devin Bush, and a four seven two. Or I'll even give you four six five. Winter linebackers running forty yards. It doesn't matter. Okay, so it does the- matter. It does matter because D- DK Metcalf, you excuse that. No, what, what I'm saying is, give me the first twenty, give me the first ten of their their forties, and yet linebackers do run in a straight line a lot, for ten yards. Right, for ten to twenty yard bursts at a time. Sure. So, straight line speed actually is really important for linebacker. Because their whole goal is to take a straight line and take the perfect angle wherever they're going. Not for 40 yards. No, not for 40 yards. But I'm saying, if you if you pull up a, a stat that tells me that Mac Wilson's first 10 yards were just as fast as the other two, <laughs> then I'll say, okay. But he did it. He did it in college. And he's not... I'm not selling you that he's Devin White or Devin Bush at all. I'm selling you on the fact that you can get a pretty darn good linebacker with a, a, a lot of potential. A very high ceiling... Get him with Vic Fangio, and then you pair that with an Ed Oliver. And I'm saying that's like telling me that you're going to give John Elway Kyler Murray. Because it's not this, it's not a fit. No, it, it is. It's more of a fit than you think. It's more of a fit. He's not 
you shouldn't be worried about his speed in that. Would Devin White be better? Would Devin Bush be better? Yes. What makes him better than Josie Jewell? He's faster. He he is faster. He can he can cover the field. He can. He can. I don't think I uh, I don't think that would make sense. Because I, I would rather take a fourth round guy who runs a a four or five one. No, no, Ryan. You need the no, speed. No, Ryan. Ryan, you're losing it. You're you need losing the it. speed. You're losing it on the forties. You're losing it. We had the conversation about how these don't matter. You you need a threshold. And from everything I looked at yesterday, you need to be under a four seven five. If it's anything above a four seven five for an inside backer, it's concerning. And I thought when I saw the four six five, I was like, wow, that's really slow. And I had the same questions. Is this too slow? Did research no, he he's rangy enough. He can do it. What did Roquan for a sec, just go look up what Roquan ran at the at the combine and and I don't know. So, whatever the answer is 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 going to be what I'm going with. He's he, he's a top 10 pick though. Let me remind you. I just want to know. 451. Oh, like I just said, that's weird. Uh, I really didn't uh, guess that. But that's uh, to me you need a fast guy. Like speed, straight line speed at linebacker for Vic Fangio to have the most success. I think you're getting caught up way too much with one number and 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 the difference there because it's not slow. Like I said, if you can tell me that his tw- he lost all he lost his momentum in the final twenty yards <laughs> and that cost his his time, then I'll bel- then I'll buy in. But straight line speed is actually pretty darn important for a linebacker. Uh, and bursts and all those things. Now, instincts are really important too, and you got to be able to take the right angles with that straight line speed. That's exactly what the Devons do. So, I, I'm not, I'm not into Mac Wilson. I don't think you're you're upgrading that much over Todd and Josie. Yes, yo, yeah, you're you're upgrading big time there. And I think you would agree with this comment if we weren't talking about Mac Wilson. I didn't play football all my life to be a track star. That's what Mac Wilson said. Yep. <laughs> so he was questioned about having a slow, a slow, because it was slower than than he expected. I'm not about it. I don't. <laughs> I, I realize you didn't play football all your life to be a track star. You've made yourself a really good linebacker, just not for Vic Fangio's scheme. You're confused. He's my a thumper. Friend. You're confused, my friend. He's a thumper. <laughs> we don't need any more thumpers. <laughs> all right. Do we have a buzzer beater? We have three buzzer beaters. Wow, Ryan. three. So was that it, that one was bleed orange and blue, right? Right. Okay. Uh, March Madness is fully in swing. Three <laughs> buzzer beaters in one day. Shy guy coming in says, "What about six feet under for our short group of corners? Hopefully, it will be a place where receiver stars go to die." Oh, so, uh, oh, mm. oh, <laughs> that's good. That is good. That's it's, real it's good. Short. It's simple. It's to the point. The only thing is it doesn't sound like a group. Well, I mean, it sounds like it could be like a, a, a band. It does. Six Feet Under. <laughs> it does. Uh, but there's, I think there's also a right. show on HBO called it's Six Feet Under. It's more of a statement Six feet than under. a group. So maybe we can come up with uh, something else. That, that, like, we just, that's a good starting point. That encompasses that. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Good stuff. That's good stuff. Matt Dubois comes in and says, this might be too late for today's pod. No, Matt, you got the buzzer beater. But I'm seeing all sorts of mock drafts showing the Broncos getting a quarterback at pick number 10. 
Is this just ignorance, or have things shifted now that Elway has filled so many other holes? You tell me, Zach. Is it ignorance, or have things shifted? Literally, exactly what I came into this pod with was, because all the holes are filled, why can't this bring quarterback back? And I think we detailed it in the first, where I think there's a slight bit, a slight bit. My problem is just that all the, fo- all the holes are not filled. There's still one glaring one. That John Elway... That's the position he has never filled with a premium spot. At least he's been good at picking them, though. Yeah. So why why doesn't he say, I've been good at picking these, and I have Vic Fangio to help me pick, so now we're just going to nail the fourth and fifth round. What if he says, I don't want to mess up another first-round pick. I know I can evaluate linebackers for some reason, so let me just get the best possible linebacker. I know this guy's the best But one. he says, I know these. I know these guys. I can pick them day three. That's like saying, I don't know quarterbacks, so I should draft them day one. No, no, no. It's totally different. (laughs) (laughs) What's the next one? Next one coming in from uh, Bren S. Bren S.? Yes. Hey, guys. First off, love your podcast. I'm originally from Santa Fe, New Mexico, but I live down here in Tucson, Arizona. I've been a Broncos fan since the early 90s, so I love y'all's coverage of the team. When it comes to good college sports, I'm a fan of everything New Mexico, especially New Mexico State. This is going to be about Terrell Hanks. We aren't known or very good for that matter in football, so you could understand my excitement about Terrell Tanks Hanks. What's been the word about his draft stock? Have you seen him? Uh, It seems like you guys saw him in the Senior Bowl, but I haven't heard too much about him as of late. What teams have heard that you've heard have interest in him? If any, do the Broncos have interest? On a good note, Lottaberger is the bee's knees. Great chili all the way. If you ever find yourself in Santa Fe, there is a bomb Mexican place downtown called Tomas Diaz. The wait for the table can be long, but their food is amazing. Thanks again. Go Broncos. Go Aggies. Go Lobos. Likes both teams. Mm-hmm. Must not have gone to one of them. <laughs> Probably not. Probably a DU guy. Do you, do you like both teams? Sure, why not? Having, having both CU and CSU be good is only good for the state. And I'm a guy where I, I love football. I want good college football, and so both teams being good only helps. This can't be right. Uh-oh. I'm looking at Terrell Hanks' combine. Did I read something that he pulled a hammy or something during oh, his run? Oh, so Terrell Hanks gets a pass for Hold on, hold on. I just stats. want to know. <laughs> I want. I feel like I saw somewhere that he actually he ran a four nine eight. But you're probably going to tell me that's fine. He fits Vic Fangio just fine. No, if that's actually <laughs> true, he he doesn't fit here. That's really slow. I'll tell you what. He did not play that way at the Senior Bowl. He looked like a speedy guy. Yeah. That is uh, that's surprising. I'm gonna look up and see if there's any. Uh, but any just info. because of that, he's off off the board. Dunzo can't draft and don't even think about him. We love Terrell Hanks as a player, but he's not a fit. Sorry. I got I got to find out. I'll, <laughs> I got to do some more research here. Apparently, you got to do some more research on uh, on my guy Mac. I will do some more research okay. on your guy okay. Mac. I just I just can't believe that he would have run a four nine eight. I mean that is. That is very slow, and that will that'll help you if you want him in the draft because he'll he'll fall because of that. Interesting. I saw that um, he. I'm reading here that he didn't run the forty at the combine. Hmm. I wonder what that's from. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So we're, Hanks is still on the board. 
<laughs> I got some I got some bad information there. That well, I mean that's on the NFL's combine website though. That's weird. I know, but he he says Hanks didn't run the forty on Tuesday, but the majority of teams interested in Hanks know that he plays fast on film, and it didn't stop anyone from meeting with him. And this is Hanks. It was crazy seeing that that amount of scouts wanted to talk to me. My agent was telling me that position coaches usually don't come to a pro day. Um, did he? Oh, maybe this is from his pro day. Mm. Oh, right. Okay. And he suffered a hamstring injury while running the 40 at the combine, finishing with a time of 498. <laughs> so we're back to being safe. Oh, we're back to being safe. He, even, he though we don't, hammy. even though we don't know his speed. He plays fast on film. <laughs> I will guarantee you I'll find something that says that about Mac. That he plays fast on film? That he's fast. Yeah, you know, uh, I said this about Josie Jewell, and, it, and it's true. Um, and, the, and it's scouts don't care about his 40 if he catches the guys that run fast 40s. And I'm sure you could say that about Mac Wilson. Right. But Vic Fangio just wants a different type of guy in there. He wants a, a guy who flies from sideline to sideline, not just gets there in an efficient manner. Man. I'm glad Hanks is safe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Should I just call you John from now on? John Elway is not liking the Alabama products. No, I have no – it's not an Alabama thing. It's clearly – best trait here on a, uh, on a draft scouting prospect of him, coverage. Good for him, man. <laughs> Covering those slow receivers in the <laughs> SEC. Slow offenses, oh. slow receivers. Oh, man. Big, burly prospects. Yeah, just not very talented guys down there in the SEC. They're just huh? big. That's all they are. <laughs> They're just bigger than everyone else. From someone else, best trait, lateral mobility. Huh. So he can cover and he can get outside to see side. How, <laughs> see how they just conveniently <laughs> avoided the word speed there? It's, it's it's a one word description it's a two word description he's good at moving when he's shuffling his feet that's what lateral mobility means. if his best trait was speed i would be so concerned you like lateral mobility better than speed love lateral mobility <laughs> i bet i bet vic's a big lateral mobility guy all right well let me tell you this john away ain't drafting a linebacker out of alabama in the second round not out of the first round but maybe the second just pick one of the guys that are better. What is Vic? <sighs> but then, okay, but but that's that's what I'm saying, Ryan. It's not. I'm not making the case for Mac Wilson over Devin Bush or Devin White. I'm saying pair him with Ed Oliver. Can't, I mean, come on. I'd rather have Tanks. Come on. Give the me tanks. slow Mr. Tanks. No. <laughs> well, that's why he's a tank, dude. <laughs> slow moving, but he runs over everything in his way. I bet a tank would probably run a four nine nine forty. Bro. He got injured. <laughs> what kind of 40 do you think Emmanuel Sanders was running in week 17? Why did, uh, <laughs> why did, uh, why did he not run at the combine? He, he did run at the combine and he hurt himself. I was reading oh. it backwards. He didn't run at his pro day. Gotcha. Cause he was scared. Cause he was hurt. Mm. So now, so now you're drafting a hurt slow guy. Instead he's of this slow. Alabama stud prospect. Get out of here. He's not <laughs> slow. He's, he's fast. But um, for, uh, for your comment, yes, I like, I like Hanks. All right. Are we done? No more buzzer beaters? No more buzzer beaters. We're blocking them if they come in. All right. Let's get out of here, and we'll argue about some more stuff tomorrow. <laughs>
BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Say